Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to bring you stories from Rune Terra. Hence the name, Stories of Rune Terra. It is my great pleasure and humble apologies that I am now going to conclude our much anticipated fourth portion of Child of Zon by Ian St. Martin. This was a fan request to read this story. I thought it was a short story until I started reading it, and it was absurdly long, which is great. It's turned into four chunks, and because life got crazy, I got three done, and not the fourth. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to get the fourth one done before the end of the year. So thanks for listening in. If you are not familiar with the story, you're going to have to go back through this last month or two and pick up the final three of Child of Zon. Uh, without further ado, one quick message, and then we'll jump into the story where we left off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ergot had sealed the spire, his followers opening every canister inside the air filtration system. The toxic mist is coiling up the tower like a sickly green snake to fill floor after floor with choking, paralyzing death. I managed to sneak in before they locked the gates. My heart's pounds as I climb the stairs towards the top, clutching the breather mask to my face. I don't know how many dead I pass on the way, but a feeling settles in my gut that I may join them before this day is done. If that's the cost of a reckoning, then I'll pay it. It's a race now. The cult and their monstrous leader are swarming up to reach the dome. The men and women at the peak are clan folk, and if they die, so will many more from both cities. The symbiosis, that fragile peace will end and those waiting for an excuse to use violence will finally have one. That's not a fight Zahn ever wins. I'm ready to give my life to see that prevented, to protect these people that <sighs> so the true innocence might be spared. But when I throw open the doors of the clan sanctum, all I see makes me want to hate them. The peak of the tower is a shimmering glass dome painted in painstaking detail to resemble a clear, clean sky. Opulence is heaped upon opulence, from the richly appointed furnishings to silver trays of sugared fruit. The clan representatives here do not reside in a laboratory or workspace. They're in a palace. I hurry to a knot of frightened Piltovans trying to suppress my anger when a familiar face steps forward from their midst. Kate? <clears throat> the sheriff tips her cap. Up here in the promenade, it can get murky where Zon ends and Piltover begins. Sometimes you aren't sure where your jurisdiction is. I tell her what has happened and what's coming. Well, well then, she produces a bulky case and hands it to me. You're going to be needing these. The gauntlets purr as they come to life. I make a fist, my aching bones and memory as I wait for the scrap that's coming. Toxic mist tumbles in, immediately stinging the eyes and biting the lungs. Several of the clan folk begin to vomit. Kate's face goes stony and her rifle snaps up high faster than I can track. 
I hear the shot in the ring. It leaves in my ears. I feel the air tear as the bullet strikes the reinforced glass of the dome. Cracks radiate out from the hole left by the bullet rushing across the surface like lightning. The dome shatters. Colored glass rains around us, spinning and slicing. The pressure change lashes at the gas, whipping it out of the tower. It buys us a second to breathe, but no longer. The mist fills the entrance, darkening as cultists skulk through their pace and rattle of their weapons, but hold back, waiting. The doorway begins to darken again, this time entirely. It solidifies into Ergot's titanic silhouette as he arrives, stooping to enter the dome's bucolic splendor, his followers parting before him. Ergot watches the gas dissipate and chuckles, the sound of gravel and slipping gears. <laughs> you think you have denied these people their test, that you have denied yourselves? No, I shall deliver it to you, and after you are destroyed, I shall deliver it to them. Kate grips her rifle, the Hextech crystal in its chamber pulsing with a rose-tinted light. She looks over her shoulder at the Piltovens behind her. Get clear now! Take the bridge to the promenade! We'll handle this! Energy dances across my gauntlets as I crash them together. Behold, Ergot cries, such precious weapons. Your masters give you strength, but underneath you are broken, weak. <laughs> I don't need these to be strong, I laugh, bitter and quick. I won't need them to break you. They'll just make it more fun. I saw you with the girl. Ergot gives a slow nod. You cling to two worlds, child of Zahn. The day will come when you have to choose. I'm tired of listening to you talk. My rage finally slips. I'm tired of anything doing other than beating you to death for what you did. I can't tell if the fight lasts for seconds or hours. I only remember it in flashes. Crushing metal, ribcage wrapping around my knuckles, thunder from Ergot's cannon arm, stitching explosions, the sound of blood fizzing and popping as it cooks on my gauntlets. Between Kate and me, we whittle down Ergot's followers, until it's only him left standing, a metal monster of fire and bullets and slashing chains. It's unclear who will leave the broken dome alive until Kate sees an opening with her bowler net. Ergot roars as it envelops him, pinning his arms to his sides and distracting him just long enough for my charge. I put everything into the blow, sending him teetering off the edge of the dome. But I won't let him fall. Not yet. I gather up the end of the net, straining against his appalling weight as my boots slip and skid to the edge. I want to look him in the eye once more before I drop him. Let's see how this spider flies. Wait! I hear Kate shout behind me. This ends here, Kate! I hiss. Kate stops beside me, a metal spar in her hands. True strength is being able to choose whether you use it. You let him die now, and you'll make us no different than he is. She threads the spar through the net to pin Urgot to the tower. I don't want to listen to her. I want justice. But I know it won't replace what he has taken. I spit. 
and the hammer, the spar, and the ground. It would take a very generous perspective to call the stacks of wind-blown rock just off the Isthmus Islands barren and lashed by salt spray. They're far from any place someone would want to make their home. Seems a few generations back, someone in a position of authority in Piltover agreed and built a prison there. After my reinstatement into the wardens, I told Kate that I trusted her to see that her guy would be transported and interred to the letter. I was headed for the sump, to visit Hope House and use these heavy hands to build instead of break. But I think she saw what it meant to me. But I think she saw what it meant to me, and she wanted me to be here with my own eyes so that I could see him face justice. I know this was difficult for you, Kate says, but I wanted you to see the end result of all that you did, so you know that you made a difference. <sighs> difference. The word catches in my throat, and my head fills with the images of all those people, suffocating on the poison left in the wake of progress. Putting him away, we saved both Piltover and Zorn. A lot of chaos. You ever think that something better might come out of that chaos? She looks at me, sighing softly. Maybe, or maybe something even worse. A lot of people would have to die for anyone to find out, and I can't let that happen. So we fight, and we do what we have to to keep things together. That's what the law does. That's what we do. We preserve order. Law. Order. Can you have one without the other? And what does either of them have to do with justice? If you had asked the younger me, she might have had an answer. Ask me now, and I'm not so sure anymore. Ergot's following will wither, Kate says. Ambitious folks will fracture it, looking for power. They'll be too busy fighting each other to give us any trouble. You weren't there, Kate. I shake my head, not like I was. You didn't you didn't see the numbers, the the commitment. We aren't finished with them, not by a long shot. We're standing on a gantry overlooking the cell block. Cells flank us on neither side. The cage is cleared as wardens and prison guards bring Urgot down a central passage to his new home. An immense tube of reinforced iron running from floor to ceiling like some gigantic piston. Urgot is in chains. He makes no move to resist as the procession reaches his cell. How much of him can we remove before he dies? Kate asks me, loud enough for the dreadnought to hear. I bet most of him. Step forth and test your theory, then. Ergot's eyes glimmer. Unless all you have brought with you are idle threats. Let's speak plainly, Kate slings her rifle. You exist here on our sufferance alone. You will eat when we tell you, sleep when we tell you, breathe when we tell you. Nothing more, nothing less. Deviate from this in any way, and I will have you destroyed. Is that clear? Urgot laughs. You believe you have the power to destroy me. You don't. You never did. The 
a door that will never open to you. Well, I suppose I'll just have to settle for closing this one. Kate nods to a technician. He throws a switch and the tube descends over her gut, clanging to the floor and locking fast. I can still hear him laughing through the iron as we walk away. I pause at the door of the cell block, looking back over my shoulder, a dread. I can't shake sneaking up on my spine. Ergot didn't look like a prisoner to me. He looked like a spider, waiting patiently in his web. Well, thanks again for listening to our final part in The Child of Zaun. Terribly sorry that it took me so long to get done, but, you know, I got it done. It's kind of a personal project I'm working on, so I can't do everything in a perfect world that I would love to do, with like sound effects and editing and all that stuff. I just don't have the time yet. But thanks anyway for listening and enjoying what I do put out there. In the meantime, go ahead, uh, if you're listening to this before I publish tomorrow's episode then it'll be ready in like 30 minutes because i'm about to publish this one anyway thanks again for listening and i'll catch you all on the flip side